0: Hello, and welcome to Writing for Immortality, where we discuss how you can write with clarity and confidence, whether you're just getting started or a seasoned pro. I'm your host, Barbara, a professional ghostwriter and founder of In Ink Ghostwriting and DIY Book, an affordable online writing platform that helps people tell their stories. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, it's Barbara, I'm here to preview a conversation that I did with a lovely woman named Nancy. She wrote her life story on the DIY book platform, and she very kindly spoke with me about the process of writing her life story uh, at the age of 80, looking back on a very full life. what she experienced emotionally as she wrote the book. And she told me how she managed to keep it a secret from her grown children as well. So I really enjoyed speaking with her because she reminded me of why I became a ghostwriter in the first place, which is to help people tell their life stories or whatever stories they wanna tell, but especially their life stories. So this one really made me happy. I, I hope it makes you happy as well. And if you're on the fence about whether you should write your story or not, I hope this pushes you in the direction to to undertake it. All right. So I'm here with uh, Nancy Boulogne from Massachusetts. And um, maybe you could just introduce yourself uh, really quickly and and tell us who you are, um, where you're from and and how you got started thinking about writing your life story.
1: My name is Nancy Boulogne. I'm an 80-year-old widow, and I live in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And the idea for this story came about from a friend. She had been gifted with the opportunity to write her story, and she had told me a little bit about it. And I I gave it some thought and initially thought that was going to be a lot of work. I wasn't sure I was wanting to do that right then and there. But the more I thought about it, I decided I wanted to do it as a Christmas gift for my three daughters and it would be a legacy. It would be something that generations beyond me would would be able to know who I was. I know that I I often wonder about things that only my parents could have answered and I missed that opportunity to speak with them. So I I as I gave thought to the book, I know that there are prompts, but I'm an organized person. And I decided if I were going to write it, I needed to have a beginning and an ending. And I had celebrated my 80th birthday in February and thought that would be a good place to conclude the story. So I divided my life up into phases or say chapters because it was going into a book and gave thought to different stories that i could develop from each one of those phases and that's how i went about doing the book
0: that's wonderful so you you went into it knowing already how you were going to structure the moments in your life
1: yes i did
0: uh so when you got so you had your 80th birthday um last february and was that the moment when you decided you would start or was it was it prior to that when your when your friend had received a gift to also do a life story book
1: it was after i i had celebrated my 80th birthday i decided that this is something i needed to do for my
0: children and um did you talk to them to talk to your children about the project when you were working on it
1: no i didn't talk with them i kept it a secret and when i gave them the book at christmas it was a surprise and what was their reaction? Oh, there were a lot of oohs and ahs and uh, when and how. <laughs> and um, they, they were really quite surprised. Well, they, they thumbed through the book when they were all together and tried to read little glimpses of it. But when they left, and they all live out of the area, they called me. One of them was in tears telling me that she was almost finished with a book. But she she had to slow down because she didn't want it to end, so she was really quite touched with it. Other times she's she's talked with me and she's told me that the the stories that I've recounted are are memories that are just as she remembered. So she was really pleased. Uh, she was in tears. She said that she she laughed through her tears through through some of it. Um, The others were were just um, amazed to find out how many siblings my parents had, or that my grandparents didn't speak English. There are things that, because you know it, you assume that maybe your, your children just know that, but they don't. And it's really good to write it and let them see. And it Uh, What I have found, although I wrote it as a a gift for my children and a legacy, the greatest gift was for myself. It's a special place to put my memories. Memories are are so fleeting and they bring a smile to your face. Uh, However, most people don't take the time to Put that memory in context to to develop the story that goes with it in your mind, or even to sit down and do that. But if if you find a, a memory that was meaningful to you and 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 you can do that, you can always go back and read it again. And and as I've reread the book, it it brings um, smiles, laughter, tears. I've I've really enjoyed doing it. It's been good. It's been therapeutic. Um I really feel as though it, it's helped with the grieving process, even though it's been uh, going on six years that my husband died. It That's really nice. is a special place to to have those memories. So it's been good for me.
0: Were there any memories um, when you were writing the book? Um That perhaps you remembered initially on a superficial level, but the process helped you remember more? Oh, yes, definitely. Is there one Um, in particular you remember?
1: Oh, uh, each each summer as I was growing up, we visited my grandparents, the ones that spoke French, um, who lived in Biddeford, Maine, and um, it, it was always a, a wonderful experience to go and visit with them. That No, even though we didn't speak the same language, it didn't make any difference. There, there wasn't any need for that. There there were smiles and hugs and um, there was a lot of love. But On one particular occasion, my grandmother had gestured to me to come to her quilt chest and she she indicated for me to choose a quilt, and as as I remembered all of that, I I remembered so much about um, being with them and and at 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 that time and um, seeing my grandparents sitting in rocking chairs by the window and that the, the windows were always open and they had the the breezes came through and the curtains would blow and. Um, it it was just filled me with a a lot of memories.
0: That's wonderful. And they it sounds so. If they were up in Maine, were they like by the border up in Maine? Oh, oh,
1: they they were near the southern part. Okay, um, near the bit, ocean, near okay. the
0: ocean. Oh, that sounds beautiful. And you mentioned they had quite a number of children. Um, may I ask how many?
1: Oh, let's see. That there were. Seven in my mother's family, and there were six in my father's family.
0: That's that's a uh, that and and it's interesting that your children didn't know um, all these branches of their family tree.
1: I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I,
0: I said it's interesting that that was a surprise to your children uh, to find that they had relatives. Well, they they knew that I had
1: aunts and uncles, yeah. but they just never knew how many. And they didn't live in the area that we lived in, mm-hmm. so um, they they really didn't know of them.
0: And now you've preserved their memories, which is so wonderful. Um, Now you, you mentioned you were pretty organized when you went about uh, this process. Did you have any primary documents that you worked with? Did you have any letters or photographs? Uh, or journal entries that you worked from, or was it all from memory?
1: I did go and look through some of the photo albums to help um, juggle my memory a little bit more. But as, as you said before, that when when you have one particular memory that you're developing, sometimes it, it brings about other memories.
0: Did you find uh, anything... Oh, or did you discover anything unexpected about yourself during this process?
1: Not particularly. I've always liked to uh, write um, in a kind of an organized fashion.
0: (laughs) Were you a writer professionally?
1: No, I, I was a nurse.
0: Oh, wonderful. So very organized. I have aunts and cousins who are nurses, and they're nothing if not organized. <laughs> um, how did the act the, the, the act of the physical act of writing so you're typing at the computer. Um, did you experience any emotions when you were doing that? were you were you calm? Were you anxious? Did it depend on the story you were working on? Uh, was the mechanism was the was the software? helpful to you um, or were you just, you knew exactly what you were gonna write you just wrote it? I, I knew pretty much
1: what I was going to write and how I was going to develop the story. And I was filled with emotion with with many of them. First it, with the idea that there, there might be a smile, but as, as I developed it, I, I tried to keep things on a lighter side. So it often brought about a little bit of laughter and there were some times it brought about tears, just um, emotional tears, maybe in a good way. When, when my, my children were young, we had a lot of uh, very nice Christmas traditions and recalling all of that was, was an emotional thing.
0: What was one of the, I, if it's all right, if I may ask, what was one of the traditions that you, you and your family cherished together? Uh-huh. Well, Christmas was
1: more than just Christmas Day. It was Christmas season. We celebrated St. Nicholas Day and St. Lucy's Day. And and we would have a a little procession around the house. Uh, They they were quite young. Uh, One of them would wear a crown of um, uh, flowers. Um, One would carry a candle. And the youngest one would always carry her cat. She's always been attached to cats. (laughs) And they they really enjoyed you know participating in all of that my husband had built a little crash a little manger and throughout the advent season, season as the girls behaved nicely a uh, straw was added to the the manger but if they were a little bit contrary i had to take some out we always made sure that it was filled by christmas eve and Unlike a lot of people, we didn't put the baby Jesus in the manger on Christmas Eve. We wrapped him in a little blanket and we put him outside the front door. So when the girls came for Christmas morning, they opened the door and they found him. And they would hold him and rock him in a little rocking chair and they they would love him until it was time to put him in the manger. So they were really nice little traditions that we followed.
0: Those are beautiful traditions. And of course, it sounds like your daughters remember them vividly.
1: Yeah.
0: Were you able to include any photographs uh, in your oh, story? I did. Yes, I,
1: I did. That was a challenge for me. I Like I said, I'm an older woman and I really am not very adept at, at the computer. So I asked a son-in-law to help me to put the pictures in and he was able to keep the secret for me so that worked out well
0: so he knew but his wife your daughter didn't know that's right oh wow that's a good son-in-law <laughs> yeah. um so it sounds so you kept this a total secret from your family um I think you might have mentioned in one of your emails that you were planning a second book is that correct
1: I am. I, I've i started writing one on behalf of my husband. And uh, I know a, a lot about his childhood. We went to the same high school. And I, I think that they will be pleased with
0: what I write for him, too. What a beautiful way to honor his memory. Um, were you childhood sweethearts? What was that? Were you high school sweethearts? Uh, we only dated once in high school.
1: And and that was a funny story because he was a senior at the time and I was a freshman. And we met at a, a dinner that was given for honor roll recipients. And he asked me to the movies and I was flattered and accepted. And he was going to pick me up the following night. And when I went home and told my parents that I was going on a date, my mother told me that I wouldn't be going out in a car with any young man. And I had to call him and tell him that. So he graciously said, if I could go to the movies that he'd walk to my house and we'd walk to the movies. North Adams was a, was, and still is a very walkable city. So that's what we did, but we only had one day. (laughs) And it was about three years later that we just happened to meet by chance. And after that, the, the rest is history. The rest is
0: history. The stars align. Oh, that's a that's a sweet story. Do you remember what movie you saw? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is going to be about his life and your life together. Um, yep. Have you organized this in a similar fashion as you did with your life story? Actually, I have. Wow. So you're ready to go.
1: I I am. I've, I've written about seven chapters in that one. Wow. I did, and you just started this one? Yep. Wow. My, my writing style is that when I feel the urge to write, I can sit down and write two or three stories, and then I might not touch it for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But when I feel the urge to sit down and express myself that way, I, I can do it. I need to go back and edit it and clean it up a little
0: bit. That was my next question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So do you, it doesn't sound like you're ever uh, afflicted with writer's block. It sounds like you get the story and it comes to you and you, and you can sit down and you write it. Is that, is that fair? Well,
1: that's fair, but then there might be several weeks where I don't do anything because the, the ideas aren't there. Well.
0: I don't know if that's writer's Although block i that's... have the main
1: idea i i am not able to develop it the way i want to at mm-hmm. that time but i go back to it and i
0: i do develop it so it's the first draft is not the only draft which is important to remember That's that's true um is there anything with this second book that you're working on that um that you feel might be challenging or, or do you feel pretty comfortable with the process um, with with how you're going to approach it? I will call my son-in-law to come
1: back and help me with photos <laughs> for that one. And and it, it, it may be another Christmas gift for my girls. Do they know about this one? No, they don't.
0: Oh, you'll create a library for them. That would be wonderful. <laughs> do they have children? Do, do you have grandchildren?
1: I do. I have seven grandchildren.
0: Oh, gosh, what a blessing. That's wonderful. Did they read the book,
1: or are they old enough to read the book? Oh, yes, they're old enough to read the book. I know that one of them has, and one of them has been quite pleased with it.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And that's exactly what you want from this project.
1: And they're all mentioned in the book, too. And there's there's stories about them and activities that we did with them.
0: That's what... This makes me so happy. Um, Just in terms of, uh, from a logistical perspective, was there anything that you found difficult about the program that I could benefit from knowing about? Or what, so when you were on the DIY book program, was there anything that was difficult or hard to understand or hard to use or hard to navigate?
1: uh no, once I realized that you could move the chapters, <laughs> um, that that worked quite well. I I think one of the reasons that I felt that I needed to be organized in order to start the book is because I I didn't know that you could move chapter three uh, down <laughs> and insert something else in, in between but, I, I did come to realize that and things have, have been good.
0: Wasn't Nancy great? She had such a wonderful experience writing her first book that she's doing her second book and I have no doubt that she's going to be able to keep this one a secret from her children as well. I'm Barbara. This is Writing for Immortality. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this podcast, we'd really love it. If you could leave a review or a couple of stars, five if at all possible, and tell your friends. All of that helps us get found in the podcast algorithms and helps others enjoy these podcasts too. Thanks so much. See you next time.